0: Well hello everybody and welcome back to another UK Motor Talk Formula 1 Grand Prix review. Looking this time at the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. A little bit late on uh, on this one coming out. We've had a, uh, a track day in the Fiesta ST at Brands Hatch. Myself and Mike were there. Mike couldn't drive uh, this time round, unfortunately, but I'm sure we'll uh, we'll fill you on that next time on the uh, on the regular podcast. So uh, only a, a day or two away from uh, free practice at the Canadian Grand Prix. So a uh, little bit of a build up to that one, and uh, and a quick look back at the uh, the race weekend that was as a Azerbaijan. In the run-up to the weekend, all the practice sessions had looked really, really close again. Nice to see uh, Red Bull and Ferrari so, 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 so close. It was actually Perez and Leclerc trading uh, fastest times between all of the free practice sessions. Verstappen just a, a little bit off the pace, but Perez looking in uh, in cracking form after his Monaco win and his contract extension. Well, that's the order they, uh, they were announced in. I think it was actually his contract extension and then the Monaco Grand Prix win. Uh, as he'd uh, mentioned to Christian Horner on the way up to the podium about uh, signing too early, uh, but he was looking at going into uh, into qualifying. Lundström managed to uh, to crash twice in uh, in the space of about ten or fifteen seconds. Not uh, not quite on the same lap. He did start another lap before he had the second crash. He locked up and thumped the barrier, then carried on and then locked up again. Only ever such a slight lock up, but uh, straight into the barrier. It uh, turned to destroy the right front debris everywhere, so uh, red flag. Big old queue of cars at the end of the pit lane getting ready to go with uh, with two and a half minutes left on the clock, and uh, what were they doing, one minute forty-ish uh, lap time, so it was, um, yeah, a bit of a, a rush to get out, and uh, elbows out and get on with it, with the instructions to a lot of cars. Alonso pulled a, pulled a rather cunning move, or, well, or accidentally Locked up and uh, and ran off the track, causing a yellow. Whichever way you want to look at it, uh, Albon wasn't too happy with that. Made his feelings rather clear on the radio. So we uh, we did lose uh, Magnussen, Albon, Latifi, Stroll, and Mick Schumacher all at the end of Q1. Q2 sort of picked it up where Q1 left off. Really massive queue at the end of the pit lane. Everybody itching to get out. This time round, uh, the other Aston Martin and Vettel uh, into the barrier. BBW fail on the dash. Just uh, just pinged up momentarily not uh, not quite sure if that actually caused his uh, his off into the barrier as it pinged up after he'd gone off. So whether it was just uh, the equivalent of your uh, parking sensors telling you after you've crashed into the car behind or the drainpipe behind or whatever it is you've crashed into uh, that you're too close, not quite sure. But uh, yeah, Lewis, uh, Lewis also under investigation for driving too slowly at the time. but That was uh, all cleared up afterwards, I think, and he'd, he'd stuck to the Delta, but was driving incredibly slowly indeed. So we lost... Uh, uh, lost Bottas, uh, Guanyu Zhou, Ocon, Ricardo and Norris at the end of Q2. McLaren not uh, not looking too clever around uh, around here, unfortunately. But Ricardo, uh only one place behind Norris, so that's uh, that's an improvement, I suppose, given his recent uh, recent run of form. Into Q3, uh, Sainz and Perez. So the what what you would traditionally or this season, at least, Deem as the number two drivers seem to have the upper hand over their slightly higher ranked teammates. But uh, small issue in the garage for Perez. He didn't uh, didn't quite get out in time, or get out at the time he was supposed to for his uh, for his final run. Not sure if Red Bull were going to have a look at a tow or uh, or anything like that for Verstappen or for Perez. But uh, it was a little bit late out, so he had to uh, just just push that bit harder on his out lap. I think. But Leclerc, who'd uh, look good all the way through free practice, but maybe not quite as far out in front in qualifying proper, pulled a hell of a lap out. So uh, he managed to grab pole position, but Perez uh, a cracking lap in second to out-qualify Verstappen. Uh, Sainz, a bit of a distant and disappointed fourth. Russell an excellent fifth. Gasly lined up sixth. Hamilton seventh. Senador eighth. Vettel ninth after his, uh, his previous escapades, And Alonso lined up tenth. So on to the race now and I think we'll uh, we'll mix this one up uh, a little bit this week and run through the uh, finishing order in uh, in reverse order let's uh, let's do it that way rang Overall, a a good race with some uh, some good action and good drama. Although by uh, Azerbaijan standards and the and the Baku tracks recent standards, not uh, not quite as dramatic as uh, as previous races have proved to be, but uh, quite a, a good and entertaining race nonetheless. But with uh, certainly a couple of big talking points. So if uh, if we're going to run through the uh, the finishing order, team by team in reverse order, then the uh, the first thing that comes up and that unfortunately is Ferrari, just like uh, engines and gearboxes and cooling systems on ferrari engine cars um their race just pretty much exploded and um yeah not a uh, not a good weekend for ferrari at all at all science uh retiring with um well sl- slightly mysterious issues nothing uh, nothing too obvious from the outside uh initial thoughts when he'd, uh, he'd gone off at turn four maybe um actually gone off or uh, or clipped the barrier, but uh, the onboard board showed uh, something sounded very bad and very broken inside the car, so not very good for him. It would have been a slightly subdued race, although he said afterwards he was uh, just biding his time and, and managing his tyres. Given some other people's tyre issues, then, uh, then maybe he could have pushed up and done a little bit more. Not a good weekend for science, but nothing of his own making. Just as big, if not bigger news, was Leclerc only making it to about lap 20, and, uh, and his engine, his turbo, um, just launching themselves in uh, in quite spectacular fashion. Stating the blindingly obvious, isn't it, to say it's not a not a good weekend for the Scuderia, but it, it really does... Put the the brakes on their title challenge. We'll run down the championship standings at uh, at the end of the recording. But not sure what we can say really. I think uh, Bonotto was uh, was just as lost for words as I am about the situation. Really, it's uh, it's not good at all at all. Next up, Guan Yuzhou, Ferrari engine car. He had to uh, he got the radio called to uh, to box and retire the car. Reliability issues with the uh, Ferrari power unit. Although that was believed to be possibly more uh, more installation or Alfa Romeo related troubles rather than Ferrari power unit troubles. Uh, but nonetheless, another Ferrari engine car retired. His teammate, Valtteri Bottas, uh, had shown decent promise up until the uh, the weekend, but it never seemed to quite materialise and never seemed to uh, to quite get on top of the car. He was uh, he was out qualified by Guan Yu Zhou for the first time I think ever. So uh, not uh, the strongest of showings, but he fought his way back up to uh, to P11. So um didn't uh, didn't see too much of him in the race really. I think he was uh, he was just sort of driving around and finished about as you would expect somebody who's uh, who's finished in 11th place to finish really sort of not quite thereabouts and uh, and not quite there. Next up in uh, in the team orders of, of doing things, the Haas, uh, Kevin Magnuson retired. Lots of uh, fluid and bits and pieces leaking out of his car. Again, I'm unsure whether that's uh, finger trouble, installation trouble. So whether it's a Haas problem or a Ferrari problem, um, but he'd been getting radio messages about things being uh, being on the limit, being marginal, etc. cetera, but not too good at all from the from the team. Mick Schumacher fed slightly, well, slightly better. A, a couple of places are he, he finished, I suppose, uh, in 14th. Just didn't really stand out uh, over the whole weekend. I think it's, um, although I suppose is that what he needed, given previous weekend's spectacular crashes and the... Uh, Fairly harsh warnings coming out of Gunter Steiner towards Mick in the run-up to Baku that Haas just simply can't afford to keep repairing the car like this, which is uh, in the cost cap era, hundred and forty, hundred and fifty million dollars, pounds, euros, however they measure it. The Monaco damage estimated at well over a million. It's it's a very good chunk out of the budget if you're marginal on spending right up to the limit, or um, or even if uh, if you are up at the limit and you've got plenty of money it's a a million pounds you don't really want to chuck into a barrier isn't it Next up, Aston Martin, Stroll didn't actually finish the, uh, the race, didn't quite see what happened to him towards the end. He was, uh, I know he was running around in, uh, in 13th, 14th, 15th, towards the end of the race about he'd made it as far as lap 44, 45, something like that, but didn't, uh, didn't actually see what, uh, what happened to him in the end, but Vettel finished, uh, an eventful and, and quite a fine sixth, actually. He'd made a good pass on Esteban Ocon and, and, well, he, he had the job done. He'd, uh, he got past him and, uh, and was way past him in the, uh, in the braking area. Ocon didn't have any chance of coming back at him, but Vettel just outbraked himself a little bit, locked up the fronts, ran wide, so he took the escape road and, and executed one of the best spin turns that, uh, that I've seen. Slightly marginal uh, rejoining the track. Uh, I think it was one of the Alpha Tauri's Sonoda, I think it was, was, uh, was reasonably close to him as he was pulling back out onto the track, but um, all was fine and all was good. No contact between those two, so would have been interesting to see how uh, how much further up the road vettel would have finished if uh, if he hadn't have had that spin if he'd got the uh, the pass done on ocon first time round would have probably finished fifth actually i think just looking at how many seconds he lost and uh, and how far he was behind gasly at the end of the race finished uh, just under seven seconds behind Gasly so if you take that out of the equation and, and carried on his progress then um, yeah maybe uh, maybe one place higher but a uh, good showing from Vettel anyway some good uh, apart from the spin of course but some good uh, some good racecraft from Sebastian nonetheless so looking a bit more like the uh, the Vettel of old and um, seeming to uh, to be enjoying himself a little bit more so that was good to see. Next up, and the uh, the person who finished last on the road, so all the uh, the last of the classified finishers, shall we say, Nicholas Latifi in the Williams. Um, well, I think his race was pretty much over before he'd started anyway. Guilty of, uh, well, he wasn't guilty. One of his crew members was guilty of infringing the starting procedures by um, just being on the grid and and touching the car when uh, when they were too close to setting off. And and in fact, when well, the replay showed, you could see the guy checking his watch, looking at it, before he just pushed him back a, a yard or two to get him slightly further back in his pit box, uh, just to lay a bit more rubber down. And um, yeah, very, very costly. I mean, a 10-second stop and go in the early stages of the race, is uh, that's just your race over and done with, really. Didn't make too much of an impression, but kept his nose clean beyond that, I think. Alex Albon finished uh, 12th, bit of an anonymous race again from Albon, really. You saw him appear on telly a few times as he was being overtaken and, and had some good scraps up and down, but not, um, I think the the tractor's not quite suiting the Williams, very similar to Monaco, to be fair. So, um, yeah, Albon, who's, uh, he's managed a couple of points finishes this year already, not looking like he was going uh, to add to the tally at all. Next up, Sonoda finished in thirteenth. Second place of uh, the Alpha Tauri's is uh, his teammate finished rather high up, but uh, Sonoda's race was uh, was was running reasonably. A few good dices, but uh, suffered a, a DRS or a partial DRS failure. Anyway, the uh, the Alpha part of his rear wing seemed to be staying put, and the Tauri part was opening up. Rather alarming scenes of uh, of the pit crew sticking his his wing back together with um, with shiny silver gaffer tape so it appeared but the the amount of flexing and moving it was doing as they were applying the tape to it, it just it looked like it had no rigidity no structure to it at all I was quite amazed that they let the car back out in that condition and I was also quite amazed that the uh that the stewards and the race directors let them carry on with it really but looking at the car after they'd uh they'd done that The rear wing didn't look like it was uh, moving around and he was obviously told to stay off the DRS. Interestingly, of course, his his teammate, but both the Red Bulls were told to stay off the DRS as well. So not quite sure if it was the track vibrations, porpoising, anything like that causing niggles to run in there, but obviously shows there's a, a reasonable amount of shared componentry or, um, how should we say, photographed and uh, independently engineered componentry in the DRS systems between the uh, the two Red Bull teams. As um, If the Ferrari had a DRS issue, you wouldn't see Mercedes not using the DRS, would you? So interesting, Red Bull decided not to use their uh, DRS towards the end, but untouched as they were towards the end, there wasn't really much point using it. So maybe just best to err on the side of course. Red Bull and uh, and Verstappen in particular, of course, having been victim to uh, late race reliability issues in Baku. Yeah, so Sonoda finished thirteenth, uh, way way down on where he uh, where he should have been following those repairs. But Gasly finished uh, storming fifth, really 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 good race from Gasly. Looking, um, I don't know, like he's uh, he's driving for his future, but I think trying to drive for somewhere outside of where he is now. I dare say, with uh, Verstappen's contract being what it is at Red Bull, and Perez having just signed an extension to it, previous relations and and news and mentions and wordings on the way Gasly's worked within the Red Bull team. I I really don't think there is a way back to Red Bull for Gasly. Um, Maybe not that he'd he'd even want to go there, even if he was offered it. I I suppose if it was the only deal on the table, then yes, he'd jump at it but he's uh, yeah just just looks like he's uh, he's he's trying to do his best but maybe for his own purposes he's got that kind of fire about him at the moment but did uh, did very very well to finish just behind the mercedes uh, had a really really good scrap put up a really spirited defence against hamilton but i think hamilton was always going to get him in the end but he certainly showed his uh, his worth in trying to keep him behind We'll do Alpine next and we saw a reasonable amount of Ocon uh, but whenever we did it was just him being overtaken really. Vettel getting past him well needing to get past him twice as we previously mentioned with the uh, the spin that Vettel had and Lewis Hamilton getting past Ocon as well that that made for fairly good TV but just a a race really of I think going backwards for uh, for Ocon but Alonso had a very spirited drive got his elbows out and and just seemed to have uh, a Typical Fernando Alonso race, really, just not giving up, and, and despite being um, being that bit further down to start off with, just working his way up the order slowly, but surely, not making any mistakes. Didn't pit under the uh, the first virtual safety car for Charles Leclerc's retirement, but seemed to make his uh, his strategy work for him, racing very, very well. Good, uh, good race from Alonso. Next up, McLaren. Um, not quite sure with this, really. I don't think they quite played the uh, the team orders or the strategy quite to the advantage they should have done. Ricardo being behind Norris in the early stages of the race and being told to hold position, Ricardo at, at that stage I think looked uh, looked quite a bit quicker than Norris. Um, they were on different strategies, and Ricardo was on the hard tires at that stage. Both drivers were told to hold position, so Ricardo. Dutifully stayed behind Norris, and uh, Norris pitted just as the Leclerc incident was happening. And, uh, and as I say, Ricardo, having been told to stay behind him, uh, he was coming under tremendous pressure from Pierre Gasly at the time. Gasly finishing quite a bit further up the road from the two McLarens, uh, and Norris actually emerged out of his uh, his pit stop behind Albon, so he got held up a, a little bit there. And uh, towards the end of the race. Ricardo was was looking fairly well poised with uh, with a fresh set of mediums. He pitted under the virtual safety car that was later on for Kevin Magnussen's retirement. He was looking very good at that stage, actually, fresh mediums and lots of the cars around him being on hards. But he just he didn't quite look like he had the uh, the pace that medium tyres would have suggested or been that much quicker than the hards. I think the hards were pretty much the tyre to be on for the whole weekend, really. Ricardo looking faster in the early stages of the race on the hards and. He was on the medium, certainly relative to the cars around him. Lots of chatter between McLaren, Ricardo and Norris, uh, and initially McLaren had said to Lando, you'll get past Ricardo and then have a go at Alonso if you can't get past Alonso then you give the place back but they seemed to have that conversation a little bit late in the day and there wasn't really the time for for that switch to happen and then Norris to try and push on and get past Alonso so he was told to hold position didn't seem overly happy about that I mean he's he's a racing driver he's he's paid to race and be as fast as he can and he wants to beat everyone not least of all his teammate but didn't didn't quite seem Overly uh, overly team player at that stage, but you can understand his frustration. Uh, but McLaren at, at least picked up a, a double haul of points, so they um managed to make the strategy work for them and and time the uh, safety cars and bits and pieces. Even if they could have done better with one car or the other, I think overall the uh, the result wasn't too bad for McLaren in in eighth and ninth. And at least it's uh, it's double points. But Ricardo looking a bit sore after the race with uh, uh, all the porpoising and, and you know very gingerly getting out of the car and, and nursing what appeared to be a sore back uh we got on to uh to porpoising at the end uh as we uh chat about the mercedes no doubt didn't uh didn't quite have the issues that hamilton seemed to be having but in a uh, in a bit of pain nonetheless uh but actually it is uh it is mercedes we come to next so russell just i mean continuing his uh his stellar season really surpassing I think even the most optimistic or enthusiastic of expectations, one would have assumed before the start of the season that the very, very, very best Russell would be doing is is matching Lewis, beating him on occasion, having a better qualifying here or there or a better race here or there. But he's, he's, he's just proving himself week in, week out to be the, the more consistent, better driver out of the two in this car at this moment in time uh, it would be interesting to see if mercedes do miraculously solve their porpoising issues and hamilton has a car in which he feels he can fight again we do occasionally see with lewis if uh, if his head drops or there's there's no chance for win he he gets very disconsolate and and moans a lot moans on the radio tires have gone etc we hear this a lot but when he's uh when he's in a car that's got if even a ten percent chance of victory, or you know, within half a second of the leading car, we see him push like crazy and and become a different driver, really. So if uh, if the Mercedes improves and and nudges towards the rebels in terms of pace, then uh, it would be interesting to see if that that balance of power shifts more towards Lewis's way or not. Just a composed, measured drive from Russell. Just just executed the the race perfectly. I think no mistakes very tidy weekend just maximized and and did everything he could do out qualified lewis and and finished ahead of him. Good recovery, actually, from uh, from Lewis. I think the uh, his early stop had left him fairly well down the order. He'd pitted under the virtual safety car, as had Russell, actually. So they, they pitted very early for the science incident. But yeah, just for half a second here or there, Lewis had, had found himself way, way back from being a, a, a few seconds behind Russell with a double-stack pit stop and, you know, well, they're brilliantly executed by Mercedes, uh, but just with that double-stack pit stop. Stop as they were so close to each other. Lewis found himself, you know, I think he was eight or nine places behind Russell at one point. So uh, had a, a very good, very spirited fight back. Every time he went to an onboard with Lewis or uh, or an overhead shot of Lewis, he was scrapping with somebody. Good scrap with uh, with Ocon getting past him. So gave the Alpine some uh, some screen time at least. Yeah, just a, a good gutsy race from Lewis, but he he looked. In a hell of a lot of pain at the end of the race there was a you know some some camps had been saying he's putting it on and is is it a mercedes or a lewis ploy to try and get uh, get a rule change there's murmurings this week of several teams requesting FIA intervention to change the rules to, to cut down on the porpoising i think they're on a bit of a hiding to nothing with that really because you'd you'd be effectively hobbling the uh, the teams who've who've read the regulations and designed a good car that that suffers less with the porpoising i mean the the mercedes does seem to suffer particularly with it and it seems particularly violent it's is a much more crashy porpoising that they get the um the other teams although they get the porpoising it seems to be more of a of a of a flutter or an up and down you see the, the ferrari drivers heads bobbing around but they seem to be i don't know almost more more sort of on a wave rather than than banging and crashing into the ground like the two Mercedes drivers are. Whether Russell's just coping better because he's that little bit younger with it. I mean, Lewis is is in his late 30s. I mean, it's not exactly old, but it's old by or relatively old by Formula One driver standards. So is it just uh, just a little bit of that? But I think somebody did uh, say Lewis needs to uh, to stop moaning and just get down the gym and, and get on with it. And I can't say I, uh, I subscribe to that at all. If Lewis had to spend any more time in the gym, I'd... <laughs> I don't think you'd have the time to race, to be totally honest. These are all mega fit guys, so uh, to say just go and do a bit more exercise is uh, slightly missing the point, I think. But I, I, I'm not sure the FIA can just simply say, OK, let's raise the ride height to a minimum of this particular level, and then that dials out the porpoising on the car that's got it the worst, so there you are, everybody get on with it. Um, it really is changing the rules to, uh, to suit one team that hasn't done it very well. And, and, yeah, so I, do, I don't think it'll happen for that reason. Plus, ride height is a, is a, is a very tricky thing to measure. It's a, it, You'd be getting back into the, the realms of flexi wings and, you know, movable aerodynamic devices. A wing is not allowed to flex. Well, how much and, and under what conditions? Well, we put a weight on the end of it, and as long as it doesn't deflect by more than X millimetres, then it passes. Yet the car gets out on the track, the wing flexes, Uh, a la Red Bull of a few years ago and then all of a sudden the rules get changed to say no it can't flex whilst you're out on the track either so we'll do a different test. The Red Bull passes that and they say well no it's still flexing too much should we do a different test. I I don't think the FIA really wants to to have to get into uh, another series of changing the rules uh, or changing the tests every weekend. Just to uh, to try and dial out the porpoising issue that the Mercedes have, I really do think it's up to them to get on top of it. The question is how how do they do that, and how do they how do they do it quick enough so it's not at the detriment of the, of the physical health of their drivers and, and Lewis in particular, who seems to be suffering worse with it. Finally now on to, uh, on to Red Bull, Verstappen taking the win from Perez, much have been made in the run-up of, uh, of Perez, title challenger, lots of noises coming out that that he's now on Verstappen's level and, and will be allowed to go for it, etc. Certainly uh, early on when Perez's tyres had gone off, well, he, he got the order. No fighting, and uh, that certainly sounded like a team order to me in that Verstappen is coming past you. Although Perez's tyres had, uh, had gone, he made a uh, very good start from P2 on the grid and uh, Leclerc locked up into the first corner, so Perez took the lead and, and Perez wandered off and looked very composed at the front seemed very happy there and very comfortable out front rebel not stopping under the uh, virtual safety car for Sainz's retirement early on in the race they just seemed quite happy and quite confident in their own pace to do their own thing but on uh, i think it was about lap 15 uh, verstappen got past perez perez came in just a, a few laps later but he was he was about 3 seconds a lap slower at that stage so he was uh, he was struggling and complaining about tire wear and, and rear end grip in particular just before the virtual safety car so they they just completely fell off the cliff and and he just couldn't get them switched back on after the virtual safety car so i think from uh, from that point on it was uh, it was fairly well sealed to be uh, the finishing order of verstappen and perez the only question mark was going to be where would leclerc come into the conversation later on in the race and we uh, we never got an answer to that as uh, leclerc only made it to lap 20 in truth i think it was going to be a, a reasonably straightforward Red Bull one-two anyway. It looks like Red Bull have got the fastest car and the most reliable now, and a hell of a swing around in uh, in the championship standings from early on in the season. Leclerc had a thirty-something, forty-something point lead over Verstappen at one point, which which has now just swung back the other way. So, Red Bull managing to do a uh, you know an eighty-point swing in in not too many races. A lot easier with uh, with twenty-five points for a win, of course, but the um, the uh, the previous year's title battles, where we've seen the uh, the leading protagonists finish first, second, second, first, first, third, third, fourth, uh, between them, is uh, seems to have disappeared this year. So it's either it seems to be win or bust. Uh, Verstappen or Leclerc, are either winning or retiring, really. And there seems to be not too much in between. So I'll we'll just have a quick rundown of the championship standings in reverse order uh taking the uh, the top few positions out of each one as it's uh it's shuffled things up ever so slightly and uh and cemented a few positions uh, after that race top 10 will uh, will run through on the drivers uh, Pierre Gasly in 10th Esteban Ocon in 9th Valtteri Bottas on 8th uh Lando Norris on 7th Lewis Hamilton on 6th 62 points uh Carlos Sainz dropping to 5th on 83 points uh, being overtaken by George Russell, who's on 99 points in fourth now. Uh, Charles Leclerc dropping down to third in the standings with 116 points. Not too far behind Sergio Perez, who's uh, who's moved into second on 129 points, just starting to stretch his legs now from, uh, from his teammate and from Charles Leclerc. Uh, Max Verstappen leads the way on 150 points. So if the, the form of the season carries on with Verstappen generally either winning or retiring, uh, even if uh, if Ferrari pull out a reliable car for Canada and Verstappen fails to finish, well, then Leclerc will still be behind him in the standing. So to have gone from a, a 30-odd, 40-point lead early on in the season to being more than a race win behind Verstappen is, uh, is going to be a bit worrying. Uh, Constructors standings, Alpine in 5th, McLaren on 4th, Mercedes in 3rd with 161 points, Uh, not too far behind Ferrari actually in 2nd with 199 points, but just as Verstappen is stretching the lead out slightly in the Drivers' Championship, Red Bull stretching out their lead in the Constructors' Championships, leading the way with 279 points. So next up, as I said, we're off to Canada and uh, always uh, always an enjoyable race. Uh, I think it'll be another tough race for Mercedes, uh, but I always quite like the timings in the UK because it's on later in the day, so you can uh, have a day out and about doing Various bits and pieces, and then watch the race whilst you're having your dinner. That's if uh, if you're like I am in the UK, of course. But uh, stay tuned for that one. It, uh, it should prove to be uh, another exciting eventful race. Whether it'll uh, it'll ever quite match Jensen Button's 2011 race, I'm not quite sure. But we shall uh, hope springs eternal, I suppose. So yeah, hope you've enjoyed listening to this. Look us up. We are at UK Motor Talk pretty much everywhere across all the, uh, the usual social media channels. Stay tuned for the uh, for the regular podcast. We've got some. Um, exciting and interesting bits and pieces coming up. And, uh, and as I said, we'll uh, fully you in on our little track day that we had out in our Fiesta at Brands Hatch, our, uh, our typical local favourite circuit. And yeah, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye for now. UK Motor Talk, a First Take Media production.